As a New York City seller, we believe that you should be staging. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the ins and outs of staging, both traditional and virtual. And we're also going to cover specific costs, which are probably less than you'll expect. So the first and most important question that people ask, why should I stage my apartment? Why is it going to be, is it going to pay off? At the end of the day, the staging's not going to sell the apartment. It will sell either way. It's not a matter of that. But what's our job? Our job is to sell it in the shortest amount of time for the highest price possible. Correct. And what it does do, it takes the canvas and paints it the nicest picture that you can on the canvas. While it is not imperative that you stage the apartment. And we talked, we've talked about in other podcasts, the, the popularity of video content and such, and the importance around having a nicely staged apartment that then the video content really pops. That is the point. It should. And in, in all the cases that I can think of, and it makes sense, the apartment will sell faster at a higher price. So that is the goal of it. And really, when we talk about staging, there's really three options of staging. So the first option would be working with your agent. The second option is virtual staging. And then the third would be hiring a professional stager. When you were talking about the importance of staging, I just want to also say that, look, whenever you go shopping for something, it could be... <laughs> You know, groceries, let's say produce, or you're going in to look for a blouse or a dress or a shirt or a suit or something. You're looking for something that looks the best to you. You know what I mean? You're not going to buy the moldy piece of fruit when you could buy the, the really beautiful peach. I'm just using that as an example. So what I'm saying is that one of the things that we've learned as real estate agents, as we've walked through apartments over the 20 years that we're together, practically, we've seen where we've walked into apartments and they've showed subpar. Some apartments have shown so poorly that we think, oh my God, how could you even see the apartment, yeah. let alone want to buy this apartment? Yeah. And so that goes to the heart of staging, making the apartment look its absolute best that it can be, whether it's a triple mint apartment or an estate. Using us as our re as the resource, the initial thing that a seller can do, that's one of the things that we've been able to, how can I say, really enhance with our sellers based on not only our experience, but the younger talent on our team. And you bring up an interesting point there, I just want to jump in, is it doesn't mean that an apartment that needs work is the only apartment that needs staging. You can have a triple mint apartment. You can have a seller that hired the best architect and the best contractor out there and spent oodles of money and did all these great finishes and everything else. And then one of the owners is like, I'm an interior decorator. I like black everywhere. I like dark colors. I like, you know, Venetian dark red plaster everywhere, whatever. That's not going to have mass appeal. Correct. And so just because you have a beautiful apartment, if you do it very specifically with a very specific taste, that's not going to give you appeal, mass appeal to, cause, to the audience, to the buyer pool. That which is an excellent point. But then the second thing is, and then there are apartments which are really beautiful and beautifully designed out. And the seller has an idea, for instance, these beautiful lamps that are really, really, really big for the space. Mm -hmm. And so we as agents then have to say, okay, 
we've got to lose the lamps. I'm just using that as yeah, an example. Yeah. Yeah. So little things, and and we're a really very good resource. Honestly, the most reasonable resource that a seller will have, which yeah. is that's part of our fee. And we pride ourselves and on being able to- And we enjoy it. Like that's an enjoyable it. piece of mm-hmm. it because it's it's figuring out, okay, how are we going to make this work with what we've got? That's correct. And it can be as, as small or as inextensive as possible. This past year, we've had two very large apartments that were part of the same transaction that took four months to stage. So we went through the entire apartment, we labeled what it is that we want in the apartments and what it is that the sellers should take out. To a smaller apartment, which we say, okay, if you're prepared to get rid of these pieces, this is what we believe should stay and this is what should go. Yeah, so that first option is working with your agent. That's correct. You have to, of course, trust their their taste level and, taste their, and ability. their abilities. They also have to have enough manpower, you know, or, or you know, uh, to move stuff around. And Honestly, to, yeah. Some brokers don't want to do it. Yeah, and some brokers just said, no, you hire a stager that's for that. That's correct. They'll go um, that route, but yeah, we, we yeah. that's a service so, that we provide. Yeah, and it's, it, like I said, something that we enjoy as a piece of it because it, it satiates our creative side and we're saving our clients money. The second option would be virtual staging. So virtual staging is taking a picture and plunking in virtual furniture i've even seen now virtual renovations which in oh, in my opinion is very good. disingenuous very, I, I would very tricky. i would guard against doing that with Me any too. seller we've never done it i don't think it's i don't think it's right because i i i've seen virtual renovated photos without the the, <laughs> the before, original without the current oh. well, this is what it is it's just this is Mi- what it could be misrepresentation it's a yeah. in my opinion it's a it's a gross misrepresentation that should not be done but some agents do do it, but mostly we're talking about virtual staging and virtual staging has come a long ways. It used to be, you can see, it looks like somebody cut a couch out of a magazine and posted it on the picture (laughs) and took a picture of it and blah, blah, blah. Now it's got shadows. It's got like, I'll look at pictures. I'll be like, I don't know whether that's virtually staged. So Mm. it can be very useful. Not a big cost involved in doing so. We will utilize it to refresh a listing with a seller maybe that doesn't want to spend the money on actually staging the apartment. Yeah. It can have an effect on when people are looking at at photos, helping them visualize, which is, you know, we always talk about 80% of the buyers out there think they can visualize a space and furniture in the space and blah, blah, blah. But Really, only 20% of people can. So the more tools and the more visuals we can give somebody to say, okay, this is how it can be laid out, the better. So it is a, a cheaper version of, say, an empty apartment to plunk furniture in, at least the pictures, but it's not as effective as doing the, the physical staging. That is correct, because okay, the downside of the virtual staging is that most buyers, as you accurately said, do not have creative imagination to be able to envision the space, what to do with the space, especially with smaller apartments. And there's only so much that we can give with virtual staging. They're going to walk in and see the vacant apartment with the blemishes that are there, you know, the four walls, and have to use their mind to figure out, well, where am I going to dine? And every apartment which is vacant shows smaller vacant than with furniture in it. It's the it's the misconception. Buyers think, oh, how am I going to fit my furniture in here? But if we show how the furniture fits with the actual furniture in the space. It Much always better. shows better yeah. and bigger. A word of caution, and I, 
I've seen real egregious just staging furniture in a virtually staging furniture and pictures. If you see any agent that puts out a virtually staged picture, it should say virtually staged in one of the yeah. corners of the yes. picture. If you see that, take it as it is. It could be a little bit not like the relative sizes to could be totally off to scale. Thank you. Um, and I've seen real egregious situations where somebody put in a queen size bed (laughs) in a five foot wide room (laughs) with three feet at the end of the bed and you're like that that does not make sense so when we do it we we make sure that it's very accurate as close as they can do it but it is virtual staging so they're not you know at the apartment measuring it but we use the the firm that that does our floor plans and such so they have all the detailed measurements and they make it as accurate as can be but know as a buyer out there that take note of it just so you're not surprised when you walk through the door if it could be one of those egregious situations the last avenue that the seller can go would be to hire a professional stager so you can have a more cost-effective stager come in to the sky is the limit when it comes to stagers, stagers who will do very, very high-end real estate projects. Depending on one's budget, depending on what one is prepared to do, and then also depending on the counsel of the broker. Yeah, around the property type and such. That is correct. That's where we're very highly effective. We have stagers who we've, we've used for years, who we trust, and then what we will do is we'll come in with the stager and we will get an estimate based on what we feel should take place in the apartment, meaning do all the rooms need to be staged, kind of a semblance of budget from the seller, and then we'll work and then we'll educate the seller. So usually what we experience are, are staging contracts that are usually about four months and then they'll many times the stager will include a complimentary two months over that. We will always opt for the seller to have the longest amount of time with regarding the staging contract, as well as any discounts that's offered from the stager to the brokerage house to be imparted back to the seller. Yeah, staging and we always costs, stay involved. I mean, we, as oh, you said, we walk through with them. We're still, we're not, we're, we're never through the process handing off a total responsibility to somebody else, unless, of course, the attorney, something like that. But when it comes to marketing, we are very intimately involved to make sure that we agree with with just that they pick the pieces and these sorts of things. But what we actually want to do, both budget-wise for our seller to keep it reined in, but then also, you know, sometimes they will have ideas that we're like, no, we'd like to do something a little bit different. And they'll send us the the, uh, prop list, so to speak, you know, the furniture list, and we'll say yay or nay on that. So then the costs. Tire. So on a smaller apartment, they could it could run in the four to five thousand dollar range, in upwards to ten to twenty thousand dollars for that six month period. And You're, up from there, I mean, we used a very high end stager for one of our listings. Sixty five thousand. Yeah, it was sixty five thousand yeah. dollars to stage that apartment. And you know, so it really depends on who you're going with. There's, you know, just like there is in every industry, like in the architect world or in the designer world, the staging world. There's these sort of superstars that are out there on social media, and they're they've they've got the buzz, and they charge for that. That's you know, right. They provide additional exposure. So there's all different sorts of niches within that staging world that can give you a little edge here or there, but it boils down to the look. 
I will say though that what is imperative, spend the money on the staging versus doing virtual staging because particularly with smaller bedrooms, like Jonathan pointed out, you'd be surprised at walking into, why do you think in new development in New York City, all the really top new developments, they all are staged. They have model homes because there are secondary and third bedrooms that are small, but they're presenting with queen beds in there or a full bed with two side tables, that kind of thing, to be able to to create the image of home. So buyers can envision what the rooms can look like and can they fit their furniture in. And if you have a quirky space, like say you have a quirky living dining space, it's imperative to show, okay, how is this going to work? If you have a square living dining room, for instance, or just a really small space, you got to show how are you going to fit? Maybe it's a high top table for three people or something in the corner, you know, like all those little things matter because what are the buyers looking at? They're looking at how am I going to live in the space? Exactly. How am I going to fit? Like I don't need a six person dining table. Correct. Oh, at high top. I never thought of that. That actually works quite nice. And I could have my breakfast. I could have a couple people over and it fits there. And it's, you know, staging gives the buyer the ideas that they, they lack themselves. Yeah. Even if it's an idea that they don't like. You know, could take that out of their mind and say, oh, okay, yeah, I don't really like how that is. Actually, I don't need that. But look, I still have a I still have a living space going back to like a tight living dining room. I can still fit this living space. I don't even need that. And how much bigger it's going to look without that, you know, so it's as much what people could do as what they maybe don't want to do. It's on both sides of the fence. When we talk about staging for going back to the things that we usually point out to people in that initial conversation and such, there are things that are outside of a staging furniture, staging, you know, particular things like items within the apartment, moving things around, et cetera. And those are things like washing your windows, decluttering closets and shelves and taking out that's all part of staging. Such. That's all part of staging. So we sort of wrap that all in. And yes. We always talk about that in our first meeting. It's one of the things that we make sure that we talk to the sellers about, prospective sellers, so they know, like, we're thinking about this from the day, from the second we walk in the door. What's a buyer going to look at? How are we going to present it as, right. as well as right. possible? Making sure that uh, if, if something needs to be painted, if plaster's chipping, make sure that this is taken care of so that... Lights work. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can have all, all the room fully furnished and looking beautiful, but you can't see out the window. Yeah. So that's your point. <laughs> right. Anyway, so bottom line is... Anybody listening to the podcast, we are firm believers in the value of staging and uh, how much more one can command staging versus not staging. It and how much more be quanti- liquid it becomes, that asset becomes by doing it. Definitely. Helps definitely. We can't quantify, hey, you're going to make you're going to make your yeah. money back. But I believe that in many, most instances, yes, you will definitely make your money back or plus added value. Yeah. That's it. All right. So listen, always a pleasure. It's been awesome. Likewise. As always, anybody has any questions, you know where to reach us. Reach out. It's going to be very specific to your apartment. What will need to be done? Like I said earlier, it's a piece that we enjoy doing and it helps us do our job ultimately, which is to close on the apartment. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For now, be healthy, safe, and most of all, remain in gratitude. We'll talk to you next time. See you next time. Thanks for watching or listening to the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, gestaskaconlinteam.com. Or you can find us on all social media with the handle at Team. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode and we'll see you next time.